Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Out to 1011. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Roden split over to the right. You got twins to each side. Five seconds to go. Jefferson gets the snap. He's hit from behind. Down he goes. He threw it forward. Braun caught it, but that's not an eligible receiver. DeBinion picks up the football. He's going to get down to the 10. That play was not going to count anyway because of the penalty. The ball game is over. Wow. That's how it ends. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We're going to go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon, it's been a great reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. As we've been reacting to everything over the sports weekend, but mainly the Razorback loss to BYU, which quite the reactions coming in for that. And we want to continue to hear from you, so you can call or text in at 501 501- 661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter, Buzz John Neighbors. We'll have Chris Gordy joining us here in about an hour. But uh, as much as the uh, the game itself wasn't very fun, the uh, the weather and the atmosphere and everything was pretty cool. So that was, you know, silver linings, positives. Uh, good crowd. I think as they said, it was the eighth largest crowd there at Razorback Stadium. But uh, got to see uh, our guy Peyton Stovall. Got to see him in person, and he is uh, going to start throwing next week after his surgery, as he uh, let me know. So good deal. Like, so that's good to hear. You get to see his health and everything going pretty well for him. And I uh, got to see a few of the – meet some of the few new baseball players that they're all excited about uh, the upcoming season. Uh, also got uh, a random FaceTime opportunity with John Daly. Yeah, it was kind of a kind of one of those random days where uh, I didn't really know uh, what to make of any of it. Um and uh, there was a lady that I met named Vicky who listens to our show every day, and she wanted to let us know that uh, she is a diehard Razorback fan, and she's been a Buzz listener for a very, very long time, but she said she loves our show the best. I'm just saying, <laughs> she, that's what she said. I'm not making it up. But oh, she we appreciate was, you listening, Vicky. Yeah. She, appreciate the kind words. Yes. Yeah. I told her, I was like, listen, I, you're, I'm going to tell everybody that, and then you're going to say, everyone's going to say we're lying. I'm like, no. Nah. Uh, so if you need to back it up, if you're listening out there, Ms. Vicky, you, know, you need to let the people know that, no, that's truly what you said. But, no, it's cool to be up there and getting the great weather. And now that it's starting to go down a little bit in temperature, I say that. And then I think today's going to be 90 degrees. But certainly had the fall football feel to it on Saturday. And uh, it was, uh, other than the game itself and the result of its of the game, uh, it, it was pretty nice. But uh, LSU's up next, and we got the game time officially for the Texas A&M game at 11 a.m. So... Pretty fitting for that game in Arlington, <laughs> which is fine. Like I'm, I'm fine with it. It's 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 not like I was. Now both teams are like undefeated in the top twenty. I was like, okay, I'd be mad, but now both teams kind of deserve an it's eleven. Time to stop kick. complaining about eleven a.m. games, though. It's happening all over the country for a number of different schools. Yeah, because isn't it? Uh, I think I saw the time for the Colorado. Oh, is it, what's the Coos Colorado play? I have to go back and see, but it's like at nine a.m. Uh, uh, Pacific time. Yeah. That's craziness, but kind of cool. In a, in a way, it's like if if over here you're great because if you're waking up, 
you know, around that time on a Saturday, you turn on TV, hey, you got primetime football. That's what so. they deal with, though. On Pacific time, they on Saturdays and Sundays, they have really early games. People that are, you know, in Central or Eastern time don't realize how early football starts for them on Saturdays and Sundays. Oh, yeah, because that's quite the opposite of what Colorado and Colorado State was when that game, uh, here locally at least, Central time was at 9 p.m. when kickoff happened, but... Uh, it was. I think I saw that it was one of, if not the most watched college football game of the day. So here's here's what I'm laughing about all that stuff, man. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it, people are going to watch the games no matter what. They're going to wa- if there's a game they want to watch, they're going to find a way to watch it. They're not. Yeah, it would be nicer if it was a little more convenient. But if it's a good product and people want to see it, they're going to watch it regardless of what time of day it's at or what channel it's on or whatnot. They're going to find a way. That's what it comes down to. And for to. TV purposes, they have these certain windows, and that's one of the windows that they have to fill slots, and they want to fill that slot with teams that people want to see. They don't just want to put any kind of product there. Sometimes Fox will have four games that runs throughout the entire day. So you want to have something good all throughout the day. You don't want to have a, a game there that nobody's paying attention to. Yeah. That's the first game of the day. Yeah. They want to get started with a good game, a and, good matchup. And not only that, but like the the late game too, it's like you're competing against no other games. Like no other games a note. So everyone's going to be watching your game. Like, you know, if, it's like if you were a fan of another team, like, hey, I'm going to watch this over here. It's like, man, you're not nobody. You're not competing with anybody else. Everyone wants to watch that game anyways, but at that time slot, it's not like they got to go flipping back and forth between games. They're going to have their focus on that game and watching it. So, How about uh, ESPN, though? Uh, two weeks in a row. So it started off with Fox where they were able to get Colorado first two weeks. Now ESPN and back-to-back weeks will have Colorado. and So you know the viewership is up for all the games that they're playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's tremendous. And uh, I saw some people were surprised, or I should say some, somewhere, West Coast, surprised. They said, How did, how's college game day not going to the Oregon-Colorado game? I was like, man, because they, they've, already, they've already done a lot over there. They're going to Ohio State-Notre Dame game. but That's a good one to it, go to. Oh, it's a great one to go to. So, But the point is that they still have – uh, you know, other college football games are going on, but the Colorado is still going to have people's attention. People are still going to be watching that game against Oregon. Like that's what's going to come down to. Sixty Minutes did another story on Coach Prime, and they they began the story by saying, you know, this is something that's out of the ordinary because we were just at Jackson State last year, but you know, with a change of scenery and what is happening through college football and sports, they felt like they had to follow that up with what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. It's amazing how much it's changed and the impact that it's had, and uh, you know, just seeing that that particular game that late at night, and uh, like all social media still talking about it and still having fun with it too. Again, it was just an awesome thing. It was an awesome thing for college football. It's an awesome thing for Colorado and, and everything. It's just like now they had back to back field stormings, which I don't know if you can. I don't know if you should field the storm the field when you're a 24 and a half point favorite, but that's just me. But they did. It was an exciting game, exciting ending. And, uh, yeah, still still a lot of uh, great things going on about college football, but no, there's no doubt that Deion Sanders in Colorado is definitely the, the talk of the town in college football right now. So Maybe the talk of all the sports. Mm-hmm. They're getting plenty of love. We'll have to worry about not, not enough attention getting paid to them because they got it going on. they got plenty of the promotion there. But uh, still, as everybody else does, have a long season ahead of them, and it'll be attention-grabbing no matter if they win, no matter if they lose. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Barry's on the line. What's up, Barry? Hey, man, what's up? Up. Hey, who would ever dream of staying up at 2 o'clock in the morning to watch Colorado play football? <laughs> oh, I would never have guessed that about a year, year and a half ago, man. Yeah, that no. would not have been something I would hey. have done. What? Uh, where's all our physicality at? What What happened to uh, these guys are going to be physical this year? They look weaker this year than on the line than they did last year. And I'm a Hawk fan. I'm not going to turn them off. I think that's one of the questions a lot of people are asking is, yeah, where where's that push on the line? Where is that aggressive nature? Where is that uh, strength uh, going up on the on the offensive line? It it certainly doesn't seem them to have what people were hoping to see this year. Not what he's been preaching all summer. No. Nope. Uh, one other question is, has Dan Enos ever won an SEC game as a Razorback uh, offensive coordinator? Oh yeah. In fact, he was the offensive coordinator the last time Arkansas had a winning record in the SEC in 2015. He went five and three, and the next year they went three well, and five. I just don't see when it's fourth and a half a yard why we're not up on the ball and let KJ fall forward. 
Oh, I'm staying there. Hmm. Well, I'm with you on that one, Barry. I don't understand. We went either. we went downhill. We were up by ten points. After that, we we went downhill the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's you know, the only way you can put it. It's downhill. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I just, I just don't see. I know we're better than that. I know we're better than what we show. Yeah. I just don't looking for some answers. Hey, that's what we're all trying to do here on a reaction Monday, Barry. We're all trying to figure it's out tough. some answers. It's tough. Uh, that's all I got to say, guys. All right, appreciate it, Barry. Thanks for calling in. By the way, I didn't say the same. What is that? Is that Duvall's bluff? Is that you say? Yeah, Duvall's bluff. Where's that at? I, I'm, again, I'm I'm stupid when it comes Eastern to Arkansas geography. Arkansas. Okay. Never heard of Duvall's bluff. I'm gonna have to look that up now and check it out. Because uh, yeah, it's good. I'm growing up. I didn't really. <laughs> Didn't really explore the great state of Arkansas as probably much as I should. So there's, I've gone to a few cities though for the first time, and of course I have out of bounds and one for seven the bus. I like I got to go to Sheridan here recently. You know, one went down there and Whitehall. We were there just uh, <laughs> last week, the first time I ever got to go to Whitehall. They're in the same general vicinity too. Yeah, yeah. Got to got to check that out. I've, I've been to El Dorado in the past year. First time ever to go there. Um, I think Magnolia has got to be on my list. I, I've, I've heard some some things about Magnolia. I got to find a way to, to check that out. But uh, maybe Jonesboro. Still have yet to go to Jonesboro. Been on a lot of different places, but yet to go to Jonesboro. Uh, Charles is in Arkadelphia. What's up, Charles? Uh, hello. How y'all doing today? Doing great, man. All right. Um, I was under the impression. I, I really thought that Sam Pittman was coaching. The offensive line himself is that is that wrong? Yeah, that is wrong. Cody okay. Kennedy coaches the offensive line. Oh, okay. Well, they need something to be done on him uh, because I know when Mister Pittman was in in control of the lines, them big boys they got after you. They they blowed you out and stuff. But uh, yeah, that needs to be addressed real quick. And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say they probably maybe will win two games out of the four on the road because they got the I think they got the talent to do it um, somebody needs to fire them boys up on the offensive line there but uh, I don't see them the ones about uh, the past games I've been watching uh, they don't got they don't look like they got any heart or passion on that line to me yeah um, you know what I'm saying they don't have that uh, aggressiveness or they look like they just don't care if they don't, you know, get nobody out of there, but um, but you give Mister KJ some time. Now he can he can hurt you, but he can't if he's running for his life all the time. And uh, that's all I wanted to say. And uh, they really need to do something with that offensive line. And y'all have a good day. Thank you. Appreciate it, Charles. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's the deal where as a head coach, it's like in theory, it's like you want to be. You know, having all facets of the team be really good, but you know, Sam Pittman's got also a lot of other stuff to manage where he just can't be there for the offensive line like he was as an offensive line coach. Like that's why you hire Cody Kennedy is to do those things. And if he's not getting the job done, then maybe there's something to it. But uh, you know, this is something that Sam Pittman steps in and says, "All right, well, none of this again. Let's do this." I don't know if it's just as easy as doing that. It's 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 a problem though. The offensive line's a problem. There are coaches that have backgrounds and specifics, and maybe they do pay more attention at times to what they have a background in. But as a head coach, Sam Pittman, being an offensive line coach, he has to pay attention to what's happening on the entire defense, the defensive line, the secondary, the linebackers. He has to pay attention to everything. Now, the coaches, it's their job to coach him up there, but if, if he does see issues in certain places – He's paying attention to the team in its entirety, and um, that's what goes along with the head coaching duties because you're in control of the entire team. Yeah, and also uh, wanted to play this clip real quick because it's about K.J. Jefferson. This was with Sam Pittman today, just around noon. He has this weekly press conference, and uh, somebody asked him, I think it was Scotty Bordelon of thewholehogsports.com. I don't want to discredit it if it wasn't, but they asked him about K.J. and his health because there were times in the game where – he did some things where, whether he's running or whatnot, that uh, he normally wouldn't do before, and uh, here's what uh, Sam Pittman had to say. I was wondering about KJ's health. There was a couple of runs where maybe the old KJ would have cut up and hit somebody. Um, is he okay? Yes. 
he's fine. Um, yeah, he was a little banged up going into the game, but you know, we we wondered the same thing, but we knew the answer of why. You know, um, but it's not because. I mean, a lot of times you tell them guys, you know, run out of bounds or something like that. We have not heard him that because I don't, hey, I don't, I didn't think he would do it, you know, if we did. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that had a little bit to do with how he was feeling. So take that for what it's worth. That KJ was a little bit banged up going into the game. And, uh, you can tell the K, the way the Pittman kind of paused there for a little bit. He's like, all right. How do I say this without revealing too much about KJ's Jefferson status and what may be his problem? So, uh, but yeah, he, he apparently was banged up, but says he's fine. So, uh, let's hope that uh, he heals up too. Bill is in Little Rock. What's up, Bill? Hey, I was wondering about two years ago, we recruited two big tackles, one from Little Rock Central. I think Harris, I think he was related to Leo to I mean, six seven three twenty, and another guy from Mall Mall that was about as big. I mean, where are those guys today? Andrew Chambly is on the team. He he plays, mm-hmm. and uh, he's been one of the guys that's been kind of mixing and matching in that offensive line. And that that's the player from Mall Mall that you're referring to. Yeah, where is Harris? Uh, I mean, he's still on the team, I believe. Is it, is it a Marion Harris? Is that his name? Is that who you're referring to? I don't, I don't know, but he played at Central, and I just remember he was six seven, three hundred and twenty pounds, and he looked pretty athletic. And I mean, to think that you know he can't get in the way our guys play. And a Marion Harris played at. Joe T. Robinson, but yeah, that's who you're talking about. Well, so whatever. not not sure that there's the any kid. any relation to Leotis Harris. Well, whatever. The kid looked like a football player. I mean, he was a high recruit. I just wondered what's happened to him. He's on the team. Huh. I mean, the way they come off the ball, I mean, we're just getting knocked back. I mean, our guys aren't even uh, ridiculous. I, I, anyway, yeah. Thank well, you. Yeah, I appreciate your call, Bill. I can understand the frustration. It's like that's kind of what you know was being referred to where they were rotating offensive linemen and you know going through practices and everything. And uh, Devin Manuel's been hurt, and he's that's been a huge loss to them because they've been looking for him to get back. He's one of the better offensive linemen, but it just seems like every time he gets closer and closer to getting back, something else sets him back. Not making excuses at all because. You're an SEC team. You, you're near four. You should have enough depth at the offensive line where you're not having to root move Brady Latham over to tackle. Like, it shouldn't be a thing. But uh, they're trying to play. It's not the fact that they're not playing enough guys. They're giving them opportunities. It's just nobody as a collective unit, or at least as individually, has been able to be uh, consistent enough to step into that role and do some good things. Well, we know it's a problem because they are still dealing with a rotation of offensive linemen. At this point of the season, you should have the five starters, and then you'll have the guys that are coming in to relieve them if there's something that goes on as far as an injury or something that happens during the game. But you know it is a problem because they are still trying to find the five. Mm-hmm. And you know the transfer portal has always been a game changer when it comes to making an immediate improvement at a particular unit. And that's where another thing is going to come into place where people aren't going to uh, accept depth issues at whatnot at any place where it's like, oh, we just don't have the depth. Well, why not? Because at the portal and everything, you can get people overnight to just join your team, uh, at least some quality depth guys. So that that's that's no longer an excuse or anything. But here's the deal. Like tomorrow, we're going to be able to talk with Joshua Braun, thanks to Matt Black, All-State Insurance. He's an offensive lineman on the team. He's a transfer from Florida. And uh, we know that he's, I'm sure, just as frustrated or just as disappointed as anybody. But we'll talk to him about some of the issues the offensive line had in this game and, you know, what uh, some of the things that they're doing and not doing and, and getting an idea from a player's perspective of, uh, you know, what, what are some of the ch- stuff they're going to try to do this week to, to make sure that they're ready to go against LSU. Because if you had problems with BYU, I think like you're probably going to have some problems with LSU in that defensive front that they have because it's really good. Still have nightmares about They're working. always really good up front. Yeah. 
still have nightmares about Perkins last year. Was it like, I think he had four sacks, but like eight tackles for loss. Something stupid like that. Dude was a menace. He's an absolute animal back there, too. But, uh, yeah, they're going to have their work cut out for him. And they're, if they're going to improve, now would be the time. Now would be the time. Uh, Asher Record Life fan feedback. Ray Ray says, NFL teams change their offense to fit the needs of their quarterback, just like the Jets had done with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's working out. Uh, KJ still looks limited and uncomfortable. He was number one ranked preseason quarterback in the SEC. Why do we not adjust our offense to what he is good at, which is RPO? Yes, that is not Enos' style, but you do what you do best with what your player is good at. There's a lot of truth to that. But with those guys being their first year, then there's still a feeling out process with, with that. But in the offseason, that's what some of that is, is there for, an opportunity to work that out. If you do see that the quarterback plays a certain way or likes certain plays, it is something you should consider adjusting to. Yeah, and I don't think that's just limited to the quarterback position with K.J. Jefferson. It's like bringing up with Isaiah Satania. I know that uh, you probably have certain ways you want to do things and certain things you want to see in practice. I respect that. I understand it. But if you have a prize pony, you don't keep it in the stable. You know, If you had somebody that has proven that they are a game-changing, game-breaking type of player, it's not about, well, uh, I think Trey Biddy put it best on his walk and talk, which are always great after the game. He said because uh, they were talking about how uh, Isaiah Satania hasn't been the best at blocking, run blocking, and that's maybe why he hasn't got the opportunities. He's like, they need to find blockers for Isaiah Satania. <laughs> like, they need to have him get the ball and let people block for him because he can be that type of player. So, uh, yeah, you got to make adjustments. And right now, Arkansas has to make adjustments if they want to succeed, but still. Uh, we were going to do best and worst of the weekend. We'll do that next because we do have to get into that, some of the highlights and lowlights. But we will keep it moving here on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. You won't want to miss it, so you better stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. The Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Acri, and Wes Moore. Presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors in a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. Rockandrollsushi.com. Sports Center. It was an up and down Saturday for teams across the natural state in Division One college football. First, the Arkansas Razorbacks dropped their first game of the season as the BYU Cougars beat them in Fayetteville 38-31. The Hogs will turn around this week and face off against the LSU Tigers, who are 18-point favorites already. UCA also took an L this weekend, but not a bad one. 49-31 at the Fargo Dome against the number two ranked team in FCS, the North Dakota State Bison. They'll return back to Arkansas next week when they host Abilene Christian. Arkansas State is on the board with a win this year. They end up beating Stony Brook to get their first victory of the season. And also UAPB picked up a win 21-20 over Miles this weekend as well. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. I know the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. Fellas, Clint Sterner here. Let me get your attention real quick, man. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T. What's that mean? If you want to get back to feeling your best, you need to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center ASAP. It's quick, it's easy, and now it's convenient. Low T Center offers monitored, self-inject, at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center got you. They'll ship your treatments directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com now. 
now to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. This is a public service announcement for hard seltzer lovers. Neutral vodka seltzer has arrived. Made with simple ingredients like vodka, seltzer, and real juice. Neutral tastes good. Like, real good. So good that you'll never want to drink another artificial tasting seltzer again. Neutral's light and refreshing taste will show you what a vodka seltzer can be. Try Neutral, the one with the umlaut. Copyright 2023 Neutral Distilled Spirit Specialty, Los Angeles, California. Enjoy responsibly. Bank OZK has always strived for excellence. During every economic storm, through every season of hardship, and despite every obstacle, we've reached for greater. Because we know to achieve excellence, you've got to keep pushing, keep building, keep growing, and just keep going. At Bank OZK, we're reaching for greater heights so you can be greater than you can imagine. Visit a branch or OZK.com today. Bank OZK. Greater awaits. Member FDIC. That's Mike saying good morning. It's the best he can do right now. Yeah, not a cloud in the sky. What Mike could use is a fresh start. And Irish Spring Body Wash. The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset Mike needs. Now he's ready to go to work. It's Sunday. Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring today. Meet Bruce. Hey there. He's a busy soccer dad who's trying hard to learn the game. Go for the end zone. Whoops. Luckily, other things come easy, like banking with Chase. On a tip from his banker, he set up autosave in the Chase mobile app. So what are you saving for, Bruce? Father-daughter soccer camp. Smart bankers, convenient tools, one bank with the power of both. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Autosave requires a Chase checking and savings account. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How's my protege? Jeremy. Yeah. He... J-Bone. J-Bone is, believe it or not, he's getting married. What? <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Good. Good. More for me and you. On 103.7 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Out of Bounds is going to be at Twin Peaks Friday. So come by and say hi between 1 and 4. And check out all the specials that Twin Peaks has going on Friday. But in the meantime, at Twin Peaks, tonight there are two Monday night football games. The Browns at Steelers and the Saints at Panthers. So Twin Peaks has plenty of seating inside and out, wall-to-wall TVs to see all the sports action. And today is National Cheeseburger Day. Today, September 18th, National Cheeseburger Day. Get by Twin Peaks to celebrate with a, a season-smashed and seared-to-order cheeseburger with your choice of cheese. So... Not only can you watch some good football tonight for Monday Night Football, a couple of games going on, but celebrate National Cheeseburger Day today at Twin Peaks. Check out all the daily, weekly specials, but come by and say hi to Out of Bounds on Friday at Twin Peaks. It's Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. We always enjoy our time over at Twin Peaks, but it's always a lot more fun during the football season, too, because all the stuff that's going on there. So always looking forward to heading out there on Friday. So uh, be exciting time there, too. As I know, uh, again, we're having an LSU game on the road this weekend, but uh, we're going to have a lot of the Buzz folk uh, making the road trip to Arlington next weekend. So really looking forward to that. The game was announced as an 11 a.m. game there in Jerry World, and it will be the second-to-last A&M game in Jerry World between these two teams. So if you've never gone, you got two more chances to do it. It's this year, and it will be next year, and then it is over. But... Uh, still some cool things that happened over the weekend in sports, but also some pretty rough things, too. So let's go ahead and talk about what's the best and worst of the weekend. It was the best of times. In your life have you seen anything like that? It was the worst of times. Nuts and bolts, 
We got screwed. Turn down. It's time for the best and worst of the weekend on Out of Bounds. All right, best and worst of the weekend. I will go ahead and kick it off with the best of the weekend for me, at least was uh, being able to see not only uh, some of the great games and the great matchups in all of uh, college football, but uh, just to see the amount of parity that's going on right now. At first, I wasn't sure about it. At first, I was thinking that maybe there's uh, some problems. But, you know, seeing how teams that are even of the highest ranked teams struggle or how they had issues or how they've, you know, been problematic. People have been writing them off already. They jump back and they bounce back in a major way. And, you know, a lot of them have been impressive. But to me, that Florida win against Tennessee was extremely impressive, not only just because it was a team like Florida beating a team like Tennessee, but to hold on to that losing streak, hold on to that winning streak, I should call it, for Florida to take care of business and uh, put Joe Milton in check and to continue to have uh, the SEC pretty wide open. I think the West is definitely wide open. The East is still being ran by Georgia as they were able to beat South Carolina, but uh, I enjoy the parity in college football. I enjoy the fact that there's a lot of different teams from a lot of different areas that look good, that are having some success, but also the ones that have been so dominant, having some struggles. It's setting up to be an awesome ending and an awesome college football playoff. Hope we continues that way, but I'm enjoying where you never know what's going to happen in these games, no matter how good you may be. Best of Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback. He only had four incomplete passes in the game against Mississippi State. Two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he was really good, and that's where it uh, ends up being uh, almost scary a little bit, where if he gets going, you start to see some of the talent that comes in. Also love this clip, too, where uh, over the weekend, you know, the NFL, of course, a lot of their great games, and uh, the officials, whenever they turn on their intercom, you know, they have to talk about a penalty. Well, Geno Smith, the quarterback for the Seahawks, uh, was apparently trying to argue with one of the officials as he was put, turning on his intercom, and had a really uh, funny exchange, especially with the uh, official's response to when he came up to him. Intentional grounding. grounding. Offense number seven. It's a 10 yard penalty. And I'm talking to America here, excuse me. A 10 yard penalty and a loss of down. Second down. That is the best line I've ever heard out of official. Yeah, so he goes and just basically, for those you couldn't hear it, uh, he was arguing with him, and the uh, official just says, hey, I'm talking to America here. As in just like, hey, come on now, I'm, I'm talking to the people. But pretty funny exchange there, too, and a little bit of levity for the officials there and having an exchange with Geno Smith. Geno had a point, though. It was a terrible call because it was one of those routes where the quarterback and receiver aren't on the same page. Geno thought the receiver was going deep. The receiver broke off the route, and he threw the ball deep, and they called intentional grounding. He wasn't even... Under any kind of pressure, he just threw the ball where he thought the receiver was going to be and the receiver. So he wasn't in the general area because the ball goes deep, but the receiver breaks off the route. So how it do, was a bad call. So how do you just, like, I guess as an official, so how do you go through that? Like, how do you just, do you have to, do, like, review it to it's make never, sure? It's never called. Okay. It's never called that way. They, they didn't even throw a flag on the play initially. They talked about it, and then they threw the flag. So... Gino was right. Hmm. It shouldn't have been thrown at that point. Missouri kicker Harrison Mevis gets a best 61-yard field goal to beat K-State 30-27. 61 yards. That was uh, that was no joke, and that was a big win for them, too. Uh, worst of the weekend, uh, you, know, look, you talk about a lot about the Razorbacks, but uh, worst of the weekend is just really you know the whole Jet situation where they, you know, they lost to the Cowboys. No one's surprised by that. They struggled. Uh and had Zach Wilson throw three interceptions because that's what Zach Wilson does. And they also had, uh, you know, some, trying to make it, you know, it's more than just Zach, which, okay, it is true. But you can't throw three interceptions either. You just can't have it. But then you had throw on top of it where Brees Hall was talking to the reporters after the game where he says, uh, I don't call the plays. It's after a loss. It's like, I mean, I only got four touches. That's why we struggled. It is what it is. And then he put out uh, some cryptic tweets, some little football emojis, four of them to be exact, because you know that's the only touches he got in the game. Then he deleted it, and then you have Sauce Gardner deleting his whole social media. Uh, just uh, the type of stuff and type of the reaction that you have, especially after week two. And the Cowboys, give them credit, they look really good right now. But I'm like, man, that's it's already going to be rough, but you don't want to have stuff like that start to happen where people are already kind of getting upset within the team itself. So that was a pretty rough thing to see over the weekend. Not only the loss, but the reactions of the loss by the players, too. Best to the Giants and Commanders. Both had comeback wins. The Giants come back from 21 down to beat uh, the Cardinals 
31-28. And then the Commanders come back from 18 down to beat the Broncos 35-33, which that was a crazy game in itself where there was a Hail Mary that was completed at yeah. the end of the game. The Broncos needed a two-point conversion. They didn't get it, so final score 35-33. And there were a lot of great games that came down to the end in the NFL this weekend. Yeah, another uh, worst I'll throw in, though, is, is something I've talked about before, and I'm going to do it again. I'm not saying they can't do it, but I just don't like when they do it. Man, rushing the field after a game, I don't care. I know it was a crazy game, crazy great game, but you rushed the field last week, Colorado, and you rushed the field again this week when beating Colorado State, a team that you were favored by 24.5 points on. Like, all right, do it. I mean, do whatever you want to do, but don't expect me to think it's cool. I think it's kind of lame. I love field stormings when it's all court stormings, everyone put it. Whenever it's a really cool moment, an iconic game, something like that. But, man, you're doing it after a team that you should have beaten and you were favored by that much. Uh, back-to-back weeks, I don't know about all that. Are they going to do it every time they win at home? Well, they're 2-0. and at home, and they've rushed the field twice, but just thought it was kind of lame that they did it once again. It's about situation with them. We're talking about a school that won one game last year and all the excitement that's going on, and they were playing an in-state rival. So those are some of the things and reasons why, but as far as should they have rushed the field and who they're playing against, probably not, but that's a rivalry game. So they may do that every time it happens because Colorado State, if they're playing a home game against Colorado, that doesn't matter what the records are, they're probably going to rush the field also. Best to Florida State for their white helmets and white pants. They uh, they broke those out because of Boston College and, and their uniform attire, but Florida State had an alternate uniform going into that game. A worse to Kareem Jackson, who plays for the Denver Broncos. He's had two personal fouls in two weeks for hits to the head against two different players. That resulted in both these players having concussions. Jeez. Jacoby Myers last week, which he was fined for that hit, and then uh, hit against Logan Thomas this week, and he was ejected for that hit, so probably expected that he'll be fine once again. Uh, I did want to throw another best into the mix, too. A shout-out to the Baltimore Orioles as they had clinched a postseason berth uh, Sunday after their game against the Rangers, and, and, and or the Rangers losing their game against the Guardians. And uh, now they're moving on for the first time since 2016. But on top of that, too, Heston Kerstad. We know a former Razorback and what he's been through. He didn't get the chance to see his final year because of COVID here at Arkansas. He dealt with some health issues, some very serious health issues. But for uh, him to not only be on the team with the Orioles that's making the playoffs, but for his first hit as a Major League Baseball player as he finally got called up, being a home run was a really cool moment. So uh, shout-out to Heston Kerstad and uh, having having that type of moment and that type of game and then being on the team with the Orioles making this playoffs is great too. Worst to Stanford losing at home to Sacramento State 30-23. And this is a game that probably is only scheduled simply because Stanford's head coach, Troy Taylor, is the former coach of Sacramento State. So this is uh, one of those times that you see certain games on the schedule and they happen to lose this game at home. Yeah, how about uh, throwing also on top of that? How about Oklahoma State losing to South Alabama at home, thirty-three to seven? Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy. Speaking of hot seats, you know, are they are they going to get to the point? See what happens with them, but thirty-three to seven at home. Come on now, you got you got to do a lot better than that if you're uh, Oklahoma State. So uh, now, yeah, not everything's sunshine and rainbows for everybody out there in college football right now. But uh, yeah, just. Losing home games are always tough, but losing the teams that you should beat pretty handedly, that makes it even worse. But uh, we are up against it. That is best and worst of the weekend. We will get to more of your phone calls. So, Tony in Texas, hold on. We'll get to you on the other side of the break. We'll have your Razor Hog update, have some of the audio to play from Sam Pimmons' press conference, not only today, but also from Saturday night's game or Saturday Sunday morning's game. I guess depending on how you uh, listen to the press conference itself. But we'll have some of that. And we'll keep it moving here on Out of Bounds on Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. So stay tuned.
Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union and their Casasa checking accounts. With Casasa, earn up to 6% APY, cash rewards with no minimum balance, and refunds on ATM fees. Stop by Alcoa's new branch in Sheridan and open a free Casasa checking account or apply securely online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Juanice Chevrolet in Jacksonville is going beyond the competition to change your current vehicle situation with Guatney's exclusive loan and lease termination program. I need your current payment, your keys, and your signature. Call 501-982-2102 and say hasta la vista to your current ride and payment with the help of Guatney's loan and lease termination program. Regardless of your current financial situation, I swear I will approve everyone. Rates as low is 0% on new Chevrolets. Trade now and terminate your payments until 2024. Get to Guatney now. The loan and lease termination program is this month only at Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. All voices are impersonators, but Guatney's the real thing. Shop Guatney Chevrolet once and you'll be back. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Joe Potenzano is 93 years old and has never been married. About a year ago, he thought of his longtime friend Mary Elkind and decided to call her. What began with a cup of coffee is turning into an October the 15th wedding. Joe said, in my case, it's literally true. You only get married once. This is a marriage that will last for my lifetime. I guess what they say is true. When you find a former Radio City Music Hall professional dancer available at the age of 83, you marry her. Here's wishing Joe and Mary much happiness. Whether you're a bachelor or betrothed, Double B's has got something for you and your bride. If you're in Clinton or Cabot, stop by for some Baskin-Robbins ice cream, which will strengthen any marriage. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Drew Self in Hot Springs or Todd Matthews in Benton for a free insurance review. Razorback legend Quinn Grovey joins Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer on Drive Time Sports every Wednesday afternoon at 4. Brought to you by the DHR Group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Okay, you can owe me. On 1037 The Buzz. You know, well, I'm a chicken fry. A cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And a radio world. 
is Out of Bounds here on Reaction Monday. And uh, we've gotten plenty of reactions to everything going on today, so really appreciate it. But here's the thing. Your reactions would probably be a lot worse if you weren't using the Bet Saracen app and making a lot of money from over the weekend like so many people did. And if you weren't using it, <clears throat> that's a you problem. That's a problem because you may be upset with the Razorbacks, but you still could have won some money to heal the pain a little bit easier. And they've already come out with the lines for this weekend with Arkansas and LSU. So if you're tired of the Razorbacks, if you say this team sucks, everything sucks, we're tired of them, all right, well then go make some money, put some money where your mouth is because Arkansas is 18.5-point underdogs to LSU this weekend. That is a lot of points. But maybe you're one of those people that think that Arkansas can come through in the clutch and really bounce back and have a nice win against LSU on the road in Baton Rouge. You can bet for the Razorbacks to be plus 18.5. And And that's just a few because they also have some really cool specials, or as they like to call it, the Hogs Boost, where if you have Arkansas plus 18.5, also over the 55.5 total points, you get plus 275 on that. Or maybe you like the Arkansas Colleges against the spread. You get Arkansas plus 18.5, and and then Arkansas State, who's taking on Southern Miss, at plus 5.5. You also get the odds of plus 275 on that. And that's just so, just a small amount of what they have going on with Bet Saracen and the different specials and the different things that you can bet on. So if you've yet to download the app, do it right now. Start making some money with the Bet Saracen app. You can go to your Android, go on your iPhone, get the app through the App Store. You can also go online at betsaracen.com and get to betting that way. Check out the different specials that are changing each and every day, as we always appreciate uh, Saracen being a part of everything that we do here on Out of Bounds when it comes to the sports betting life. And even tonight with Monday Night Football, I know people are excited to see uh, how that game is going to play out, uh, especially considering that you have, uh, I mean, NFL games are always going to be fun. But uh, you got Pittsburgh and Cleveland tonight, where Cleveland's actually favored by two points in this game. And that's the, uh, the later game. And then you also have the Saints and the Panthers going at it, where New Orleans is favored by three points. So, uh, yeah, that's just, again, you got to get on the action. The live betting's there, so do it with BetSaracen and BetSaracen.com. Uh, we'll get to your Razor Hog update here in just a second. Let's uh, squeeze uh, Tony in Texas in here on the line. What's up, Tony? John, how are you doing, buddy? Do you need a hug? Has anybody given you a hug yet today? Because I heard you at the uh, end of the zone, and you sounded very dejected, very bad. Well, it's you know, it's when you have a week where the team that you love in the NFL has so much promise and hype, and the quarterback loses his Achilles and can't play mm-hmm. the year, and then you have the Razorbacks, the other team that you love the most, that really disappoints you in a game that you felt like they should have won, and it happens within like a six-day span. Yeah, it, it, it makes it pretty tough to really feel optimistic about the fall and about season, especially in its midway point of September. Yes, yes, yes. I understand. I, I must admit it was a very bad time at my house. Saturday night. I just, I don't understand the penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty. And it's just, what, why? Why are we, you know, it's just very indicative of how the Razorbacks play a lot, you know, in the past. It just keeps coming up and it keeps happening. And I, I for one, don't get it. Do you point that to coaching? Do you point that to immaturity? What do you point that to? It's got to be something. I point to coaching. There's got to be a way to fix it. Yeah, I point to coaching. If you have a bunch of penalties, if you have mental mistakes, uh, that's all on the coach and our coaching staff in general. Yeah, and so that's that's a problem that they've been having. And, you know, I really like Sam Pittman. I really do. But uh, under Sam Pittman, this has been an ongoing issue that is fixable. But if it's not being fixed, then maybe it's not fixable. Maybe it's just the way it is, and that's going to be a problem. But, yeah, I put it on coaching. There's going to be a change somewhere. Well, uh, I wanted to, you know, lightly bring up the Cowboy game. You know, I didn't right. want to rub it in. Y'all, hey, listen, y'all look good. It. Y'all look good. Cowboys look good, man. They've got a legit defense this year. I mean, the defense has always been pretty good, but their their defense is legit this year. And uh, they're, they're scary good. And the offense didn't do any more than what they should have done. They ran the ball. They, thrown, they threw when they had to throw. They didn't put it in the end zone whenever they got down to the red zone as much as they should have or as much as I would have liked. They're going to have to work on that. But overall, they look really good. So is this the year, Tony? Is this the year for y'all? I don't want to talk like that yet. Uh-huh. You start getting your hopes up, and then you see what happens. I mean, is there a better team that's looked good as better than the Cowboys in the first two weeks, though? I mean, there's been some good teams. Oh, geez. But, like, I, I don't know. 
I haven't seen it, but you know, hey. Well, at least you we'll got... see what happens whenever they meet the 49ers here in a couple weeks. <laughs> well, that'll be a great game. But, hey, listen, you got it going on for at least one of your teams, and I'm happy for you, Tony. Yeah, yeah, I got that one. Yeah. You have a good day, John. Keep the up a little bit. Joe, you may need to give him a hug. Okay? <laughs> it, it, it's going pretty bad for him. So. Yeah, well, we appreciate hey, it, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for calling in, man. No, it's I'm just I'm numb to it at this point in time. Like neither of my teams have been good in a while, at least not to that level good. So I'm just it's another uh, tale as old as time when it comes to those things. Uh, JK in Fairfield Bay uh, says on their Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, Jets need to go after a quarterback. Even Colt McCoy will be a step up from what they have now before because Wilson and causes infighting already happening. Wow. Well, it's amazing and hilarious at the same time of quarterbacks that they're saying they're like they need to trade for Kirk Cousins. Now maybe if the Vikings are are willing to give up after two games, they're zero and two. Maybe there's a conversation to have there, but you would think the franchise is not there yet. And then the other one that they were talking about was Matt Stafford. Why would the Rams get rid of him? They have one of the youngest rosters in the league altogether, but it does show that with an experienced quarterback and some good coaching, you are able to get a team like that to play well. Now, if you had a young quarterback, it would be a big-time difference, but with that experience that the quarterback has, and we know that Sean McVay, the coach that he is, they're playing well with a really young roster. The only quarterback that I would accept at this point is one of the very few quarterbacks that's sitting at 2-0, and and that is Baker Mayfield. I would accept him. Actually, I'm kind of kidding, but only halfway kidding. But still, no, it's like, at this point, it, it's going to be Zach Wilson. Just ride with it. It, it. it is what it is. Like, nobody nobody on that team wanted Zach Wilson to be the guy. But he ha- is the guy because of an injury. Like, it's not like it's, oh, the, the, the organization's not doing the right things or making the right moves. You know, they can't be mad at that. Or Robert Sala's not, not doing the right things by them. It, it's just, it's a frustrating thing where... Uh, you, you won a crazy game there last weekend uh, in incredible fashion, and then this weekend you just got your butts kicked by a really good Cowboys team. So, you know, two weeks in, let's see how the rest of it goes. But I've been impressed by the Cowboys, though, man. They look good. And, you know, I don't want to jinx it for all you Cowboys fans out there, but you're 2-0, and putting up a ton of points. Defense is looking strong. You know, Dak is all right. You know, you got some good things going for you. So hold that out, and I'm sure that it'll go perfectly fine and won't get screwed up whatsoever. I'm not hoping for that. I'm not going to put that on anybody, but still. Uh, Really early in both college football and NFL seasons and a lot of games to be played. And we have uh, another hour here on Out of Bounds coming up next on Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. We'll have Chris Gordy joining us as we'll get his thoughts on the college football landscape but also the NFL landscape. What he thinks through two weeks. And we'll get to your Razor Hog update. We'll get to some of that audio we'll play from Sam Pittman. And three and out, and it's all going to be coming up next here on Out of Bounds, so stay with us. In a world of inflated car payments and sky-high interest, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their inventory to the nines. Call 501-945-4444. Get Sierra 1500 with the 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9%. Plus, Guadney will double down with an additional $3,250 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Guadney Buick GMC hasn't left out SUVs. Get 2023 GMC 